So last last session, does anybody want to help me recap what happened last we met? How about Remington, Cody Calloway, and Eloise Ann Shorewell put in detention for a crime they did not commit? It was fucked up. We went to detention, <laughs> and Luna was all up in our fucking business. I mean, not for. I mean, she had. Uh, Hebos now has a crush on her just because she showed him the slightest hint of concern. Uh, so we did attention. We had Are our. Are you talking about uh, Hebos or Andrew? You know what? I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Right now. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. I'm sorry. I am not one to talk, Andrew. I am not I one to gonna talk. I was going to say pot kettle. Like, damn. Yeah, no, exactly. Going back to the campaign, Andrew DM'd in every, like, slightly mean like powerful woman he threw our way i was like hello because kellen cody andrew and hebos all have mommy issues apparently <laughs> uh no comment andrew go on um yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, uh, we did the uh the quidditch finale uh within hogwarts and hebos played like dog shit and he got benched and he was real sad about it so they're in one though so that's a dub we take those now Eloise's phone got all fucked up. Yes. Oh Eloise yeah, had, what was up with like, that? Eloise had like main character what? shit happening while the boys were playing <laughs> sports. Yeah. Eloise's phone got all fucked up and the flashlight kept going off. Then like the teachers were being all weird about it. They're being shady. Luna took my She's phone. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? And Eloise was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Luna took my phone and Eloise has hatched a plan to get it back with Hebos and Cody once. Luna looks at it a little bit to figure out what's going on with it. Because I already know the teachers are keeping stuff from them, but now they're going to get to the bottom of it. And uh, I, uh, Cody, I think, last session just had a sort of prolonged ego death. He got zoned of truth at detention, and that sort of led to him having like a couple different epiphanies about himself. Because uh, my, my interpretation of zone of truth, just to justify how I played it. <laughs> My interpretation of Zone of Truth is that you have to first realize the truth before you can say what the truth is. And I think Cody is a dumb 11-year-old. And so Zone of Truth caused him to sort of uh, <laughs> realize a couple different things about his emotional state. And he also, um, he is, argue, you know, argue, from a certain perspective, he is why Hufflepuff lost um, Damn. and Slytherin won. But if you ask me, he's the reason why they lost 40 to 30 instead of like 70 to nothing. So, yeah, the boys are down bad. Depends on how you look at. <laughs> so, yeah, last we saw of Cody, he was in midair hanging in shock after catching the snitch and ending the game, causing Slytherin to win. Yep. Last we left you, um, Eloise had just sent a note via duck to... Cody to tell him to meet Eloise and Hebos where outside of the Slytherin common room at like yeah Got I it. can't remember if I said nine or nine thirty or ten or something like that I think it was eight yeah uh so I think at this point Cody it, uh we're gonna cut over to you Eloise and Hebos we know are headed back to the the Slytherin common room Cody you are still in midair on your broom on the pitch everybody has left lee jordan tried to get you to come down and then he realized that you needed a moment 
and so is yeah is it still, is straight he's up. still there he's still present like he's not gonna leave a student just out on the pitch um but he's you can't see him he's trying to be respectful yeah it, it's like straight up been like a good hour or two since the match ended and cody has just been like on his broom in midair like staring straight ahead he has like his uh he's plugged his headphones in and he's listening to music you know just like staring mm-hmm. straight ahead leonard skinner <laughs> uh no cody's in his fields <laughs> lo-fi beats to study and chill too <laughs> <laughs> he the uh cody is um <laughs> he's listening to the scientist by coldplay <laughs> oh my god no. No, no, actually, he uh, he follows Eloise on uh, Spotify. So he's he decided, like, oh, I'll listen to that Sign of the Times song she always listens to. And he's just like, <laughs> it's just. Oh, my God. I'm imagining he's listening to Viva La Vida and debating falling off his broom, like, in the Minecraft music video. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. Oh, my God. Yeah, Cody's playlist, his feels playlist definitely has Fallen Kingdom by Captain he, Sparkles he actually- on it. He actually. Maybe, this is I'm just throwing this out there, but maybe he actually does it because he knows that he has like slow fall. <laughs> so he just he literally just at, at some point he's like listening to people of Vita and he's like fuck it and just like falls off his broom on purpose. Fuck it. Like literally, he's in a castle. He's like scoping it out, trying to figure out where the best location is gonna be to do it, trying to figure out who can get to film it for him. He's gonna become TikTok famous. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go- okay, no, <laughs> he's just. But yeah, like it's yeah, he's he's in his fields. He's just like he's still got the like. I think for a while he was like holding the snitch, but now like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the snitch is like sitting like on the edge of his broom with like its wings crossed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's great. That's he's great. He's like staring straight ahead at it. Yeah, that's where Cody is right now. Like it's 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 dark. I think it's like night almost. Yeah. <laughs> like Lee Jordan, Lee Jordan has like a magazine. I want to set the scene here. So you're you, well. We've already sort of helped me set the scene, but you're there. You're in midair on your broom. <clears throat> Excuse me, and you hear you don't hear the flapping of wings like maybe you would expect. Instead, you just hear. <laughs> And then uh, you look down and you see Parfait waddling toward you, like on the ground, on the pitch, uh, just kind of looking up at you. I don't think Parfait even flies up to meet you. Parfait just like, <coughs> like yeah. looks at you expectantly. With uh, And you can see even from the height that you're at that, um, that he's holding something in his mouth. Wait, Parfait's a boy, right? Yeah, Parfait is yeah. a boy. Yeah, yeah, Parfait yeah. a whole okay. dude. Yeah, he's holding something in his mouth. Cody, like, leads forward on his broom, like, kind of laying flat on it, like, pressing his forehead up against the broom. We, I think it got, um, I think we talked about it, like, outside of the session, but the broom he got, like, <laughs> the way you described it, I think looks more like a rake, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, kind of oh like... My God. Like a shitty, like the shitty, like used Ford F one fifty of brooms. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he like leads forward onto like the metallic broom, I guess, and like he like, uh, you know, like he's like softly to himself. He's just like, we don't talk, you know. <laughs> and like for the final chorus of Side of the Times, he just like slowly rolls off of his broom. And like floats to the ground. 
just like it's like an incredibly haunting sight because he's got like his cloak on or whatever so he's just like <laughs> hanging and slowly falling in the air it's like the scene uh spoiler alert harry potter fans uh when snape died like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah sign of the times playing yeah this is a joke specifically for rowan and andrew but like it's that, uh, I think it's like episode 10 of Cowboy Bebop when he gets thrown out of the church window. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny because Very it's literally good. the opposite of what happens in the music video for Sign of the Times. Because at the end of it, he flies off into the distance and you're <laughs> yeah. doing the exact <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So Cody sort of kind of lets himself fall Floats to the ground. As gently this. to the ground. Yeah. Parfait looks at you, kind of cocks his head and goes and like drops the the little paper that he's got in his mouth cody like without like getting up like kind of he does like this weird like wriggle wiggle thing to like get the letter like while still laying down and then like uh reads it and it says like me in the uh, outside of the slytherin common room at 9 p.m (laughs) <laughs> can i roll to see what time it is right now 905 <laughs> uh, give me just a pure luck check to see okay. how oh it's wow. an 18 yeah so it's like 8 30 but it's get, it's right. october so it's like darker earlier mm-hmm. or november sorry so it's yeah. darker earlier um yeah, like way earlier yeah. so it's definitely still dark out but yeah but it's yeah. like 8 30 you definitely have time to head back up to the coast oh right yeah right i live in a a city where in November it gets dark at like four thirty. You don't have to justify it to me. I'm, That's so. Sad. My seasonal depression is like actively trying to kill me. But, um, no, uh, Cody like gets up, um, queues up uh, some more cold place, some more snow patrol. You know, and oh my does God. like I just and he's just like, Lee, he passes by Lee Jordan and he just hears Lee George just hears Cody going, if I just lay here. Oh my God. Aunt Maggie is so into Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? That and Trailer Park Boys. Lost a friend. Oh yeah. So Cody um does like the sad Charlie Brown walk uh, to the, Sl- the Slytherin common room. After some time, the three of you meet at the entrance to the sort of dungeon-like area of Hogwarts where the Slytherin common room is held. And what what do you do? What Y'all are gathered around the um, entrance to the Slytherin common room. Habit's just going to like lean against the wall and like cross his arms and wait for somebody else to say something. Cody, hi. I'm glad you got my message. She's going to scoop Parfait up and sort of... She's going to hold him. I think he's too big to put him on her shoulder at this point. Um, A good game. <laughs> well, I guess I, I, I actually don't... I was a little distracted, which is why you're here, but I'm assuming you did great. So, good job. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, it's... I mean, Just ugly crying. Hey, you know, hey, uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I thought I'm still like he takes out his earbuds. You hear, you hear how to save a life playing. He turns it off. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm still listening to my music. Um, I mean, at least you got to play the whole game. That's great. I mean, Heb, I Heb's fists just clench. 
Hevos had a pencil in his hand and just pulverized it to dust. Um, so, sorry. Um, let's start over. I don't know if you guys noticed when we were having our little uh, altercation with Nearly Headless Nick last week, but my phone started acting up at the end of it. Do either of you recall this? Cody, he wasn't frying then, was he? No. No, yeah, Cody, uh, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. I thought, though, like, I got an older phone. It, it just does that sometimes when, like, a new one comes out. I thought it was just like a... I doubt, I, I didn't think it was, like, I didn't think it was a technical issue. And then the same thing started happening today during the Quidditch match. But this time, Professor Lovegood essentially confiscated my phone from me to do testing on it because she thinks that a new form of magic called technomancy has been like, somebody has been messing with my phone, I guess. But she wouldn't really give me any details on it. And it kind of miffed me that she took my phone because she was the only one being, I don't know, the whole thing kind of annoyed me. Um, And I'm not usually one to break rules. So you can understand this is like a big decision for me to like come to this conclusion. But I just think maybe there's been a lot of weird stuff going on and we haven't been told what's been happening and based on the history of this school and like, you know, stuff that happened literally like 30 years ago that has had a direct impact on our lives. And anyway, I just, I just, we need to break into Professor Lovegood's office and get my phone back. <sighs> Cody immediately like starts to look a little like more cheered up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Hep is gonna get, get like that toothy grin that he gets sometimes. 11 year olds change emotions like that. They, they, so they yeah. do. It makes sense. Uh, wait, what happened 30 years ago? Oh, uh, uh I, right. Uh, I... Is that uh, that shit with George Bush my dad always talks about, or is this, like, something else? I, I don't know if we actually have the time to get into it right now. <laughs> you do know you're standing on, like, a battlefield right now, what? right? Hebos is gonna, That's kind of badass, what? Hebos is gonna look at Eloise and is just gonna be like... I don't know how, but sometimes I forget that he's not from <laughs> this country. Yeah. <laughs> what gave it away, Hamos? <laughs> okay, we'll okay, get into we, that later. Yeah, right, right. We gotta break into uh, Luna's office. Yes, Professor Lovegood. The mm -hmm, problem Luna. is I... Professor Lovegood. Um, the problem <laughs> is I don't really know how we can go about doing that. I mean, you know, we've all, well, I guess we haven't all, but Heb and I certainly have heard the stories of, you know, the Golden Trio and how they used to sneak around with their invisibility cloak and get away with all their shenanigans. Um, we do not they have... Had invisible... I have some books I can lend you, but I'm not sure how we can go about sneaking into her office. So maybe we should go casually walk by and scope it out and maybe just see what's going on over there before we plan our attack. Mm -hmm. That's a good well... idea. Let me see. I'm just gonna <laughs> let me look through all four spells that I have. Uh, <laughs> Heb is gonna say I'm not very good at uh, sneaking, so I can be a lookout. I can listen for people. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, I mean that was kind of my idea since you're a little gentleman's, and also I mean you're you're don't take this the wrong way, but you're kind of like intimidating so yeah grunt <laughs> um cody says well i can as you um are aware eloise i can make myself look like other people sort of um the voice part of it is a little tricky but if we know 
of a person I can look like that either has my exact voice or is like silent, then I don't know. Do you do you think I could like disguise myself? Would that be helpful or is it? What if, and this is just an idea, I think it would be less suspicious if Professor Lovegood's daughter was hanging out around her office. You want me to bring Penny into this? That's- I mean, I want to bring you into it, disguised as Penny. <laughs> just so we're on the same page. Oh, just want to make man. sure that's clearly communicated. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I thought you wanted me to, like, trick her into getting involved in this, but... This is like this is <laughs> this is also its own sort of a moral oh, I mean, discussion. I'm sure, I'm sure Penny is great. I'm sure Penny is great, but she's yeah, not, she's the coolest. You know, yeah, don't. she's not really part of our our group. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I got so many friends in Hufflepuff that you know, you guys, I wouldn't hang out. You know, you guys wouldn't hang out with like. So it's like, yeah, this is like its own group. Hab is just gonna be like, you know, no, don't, no, 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 Penny, no, don't, don't, no. <laughs> he's gonna get like he's gonna scratch his neck. It's, it's hey, y'all, do you got something against my friend Penny? Like, hey, do, are we gonna do we have to talk about no. this? Oh my hey, god, we have, Heb, are you all no, right? You just got so red, like Jesus. So yeah, red. oh my god. Hey, uh, uh, Madam Pomfrey, hey, I'm something. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, oh my god, he's drenched in sweat. Somebody, hey, <laughs> okay, okay uh, we won't yes. get. We won't get Penny involved, but I'll, I could disguise myself as her so that maybe the plan is we get Luna out of her office, off to some other part of the school. Then I can go in as Penny. And so if anybody that isn't Luna comes in, it's like, uh, oh, what are you doing here? See, I can I can already do the voice. Then, those, then, I, then, then as Penny, I'll be then as Penny, I'll be like. Oh, I'm just getting something from my uh, mother's office. I mean, I sound just like her, don't I? You know, it would probably be better if you just didn't say anything at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could do that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think that would be best. And I can lure Professor Lovegood away with Parfait. Parfait is a great actor. I'll tell her that I think something's wrong with him. <laughs> Draw her over to the Slytherin common room, and then you can go in, Heb can stand guard, you can either get my phone or figure out if we need to do anything else to get it. And then I guess I need some kind of signal once she and I are walking back to the office. I don't know what to say. Eba's going to like look down at like cat like chilling between his feet and is going to be like, ooh, got that covered cat. And I feel like cat's just going to be like, Meh. okay, cool. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I can get my pet involved and I turn and Dale just isn't there. (laughs) 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 Cut to... Oh my god. Dale. Dale, like, is in the the woods, like, fighting some other, like, magical creature. (laughs) Just like... Actually, I just... just Drinking unicorn blood. (laughs) Dale is becoming... Dale is turning himself into a horcrux. Okay, I think this is a good plan. I don't, I honestly don't see how it's There's, there's, yeah, there's no flaws. Either. There's literally no way anything will happen. Uh, oh, yeah. Since I'm the one going in there, what am I, am I just looking for your phone or? You are looking for a purple iPhone 12 Max in a clear wow. case. It has the lyrics to the One Direction song, Kiss You, 
written on a piece of notebook paper stuck in the back of the case. How does that song go so I know what to look for? <laughs> it's on my Spotify playlist. I see that you've been listening to my Spotify playlist. I know what? You know no, you didn't know you had. Always, that's illegal. Trust me. I've seen that you've listened to Sign of the Times 14 times in the past day. I get it. And 12 of those were like the past hour. What's your point? You know what to look for. Just look for the purple iPhone with the clear case. Okay. Uh, and should I look and see if there's anything else just like on her desk that could be? I'll, I'll take pictures of it with my um, iPhone uh, uh, 5. I mean, I don't condone stealing. That's wrong. Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah, what we're on the we're same page about right that. Because it's we're... my stuff. Yeah. I was going to like look at his like cracked iPhone 5 and just be like, like under his breath (laughs) Eloise is gonna she's gonna look at her Apple Watch very pointedly alright I just got the direct I just got the direct deposit from Apple so we're good we can keep going we're good (laughs) okay what does Um, Eloise do I say it's 9-10 I say we all get ready um, and meet back here in 10 minutes um, ready to disperse and do our plan sounds good uh, Heb is Heb is just gonna like stay in place. He doesn't he doesn't really understand what getting ready <laughs> entails. He's just gonna get Great. stay there. No mental preparation needed for Heb. Good. <laughs> I'm gonna get parfait prepped in my room. Cody, go um do whatever you need to do to turn into Penny. Cool. I'll meet you back here. So what are you doing with parfait? Um. So I'm gonna take parfait over to my bed, and I'm gonna put him down. And kneel down and look at him square in the eyes. And I'll say, okay, Parfait, this is very important. Are you listening to me? <coughs> Perfect. Okay, Um. so I need you to do your best to act sick. And I know I've done a really good job of taking care of you and you've never gotten sick before. But I just need you to act like you're really sad. <laughs> I mean, listen, I know you've been happy all your life. And I'm so glad. But I believe in you. Just act like, just just however you feel when I'm not around and you can't find me. Uh, Parfait kind of looks down for a second, looks up at you, and looks down again. And then just kind of, God, how do I make a duck cough? Uh, things I never thought I'd have to think about. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, Parfait, that was great! Yes, just like that. Parfait tries to... You don't. You can't tell, but Parfait right now is thinking, I think I'd, I can only do that, like, one more time. Yes, just like that. <laughs> okay. Um, Parfait, that was great. So, you can just hang out until I come back into this room with a professor, and then you gotta really lay it on thick, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Love you so much, Parfait. I'll be right back. And then she's going to leave him on the bed and leave. Awesome. So you all meet back outside the Slytherin common room and start heading to Professor Lovegood's office? So in order for this plan to work, I need to go ahead of the two of you and get her attention, get her out first. So once you see me walking back to the Slytherin common room, you're good to go in and Hebos, you can keep watch from outside. Great. So, um, Eloise... Cody, right, right, while we're in this huddle, uh, Cody, like, 
I think they're kind of dipped. I imagine them like they're dipped into like an alcove, you know, or something. Is that yeah. the right word? Al- alcove. alcove. Yeah. yeah. While they're in the huddle, I think Cody's going to cast Disguise Self to make himself look like uh, Penny Lovegood. Great. Uh, so you roll me a wild magic search. And DC I have to. One. Or wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's a DC one. Because um, you haven't cast any spells today. Yeah. So DC one. Seven. All right. Seven. DC goes up to two. If you can keep track of that for me, that'd be great. Yeah, I- you got it. So you cast a sky self. You now look like Penny Lovegood. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has a basic or anything. Which, as we said, at 11 years old, it's a pretty you good disguise. You all pretty much look the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, that being said, I do think Cody looks like a shorter Penny Lovegood. Like he. Great. Love it. Awesome. So, Eloise, you walk ahead. As you start to approach Professor Lovegood's office door, why don't you give me a perception check? I would love to. Let me double check my modifier. Eleven. With an eleven, you hear, you definitely hear Professor Lovegood's voice and you hear two other voices as well. From this distance, um, and because I think you're probably distracted and a little bit nervous because you're breaking the rules, even though you're trying to convince yourself that it's for a just cause, um, you are still breaking the rules, so you're a little bit nervous. And so you're not able to distinguish the other two voices. They're mm, vaguely sort of male sounding, but you can't hear what they're saying. But it, there appears to be some conversation going on. There's more than one person in there. Oh, shit. Am I already separated from Cody and Heb at this point? You're a little ways ahead, Eloise yeah. Eloise knows she's you could, like, to go. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, because, you know, we said Heb could be, like, listening. You could, like, call him over to see if he can That's... hear anything. That might be a little metagamey, but, you know, you could, like... Well, Heb was going to, like, post up, like... At like a corner or like an intersection, like in the hallways, like nearby the office, um, and just like close his eyes, like kind of hold his staff like a little, little tighter with his hand, um, just like cast out his mind shit. Give me a wisdom check with disadvantage. disadvantage. You killed me. Oh, it's so. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yo! An 18 and then a 15. That's good. That's good. Good lord. So, you're... The hallways are pretty quiet right now. It's probably at this point around 10. uh, Because you spent some time chatting and talking about your plane, and then you went away for 10 minutes came back. It's... Yeah, so it's around 10 o'clock, which is curfew. So everybody's sort of gone. Some of the professors are in their offices. And so you hear, like, general thought chatter of like professors grading papers and whatever listening to music and then with a 15 you also hear the voice of professor lupin or you don't hear but you in your mind you get professor lupin uh it's not like a stream of consciousness sort of thought it's just a you know how some sometimes you think in pictures, sometimes you think in words, sometimes people only think one way or the other, sometimes people think in both. You're getting sort of a picture in this moment of another professor that you recognize, Professor Longbottom, 
and it's just like his face and then there's like this weird feeling of like sort of irritation um and it's definitely coming from around like professor lovegood's office like that area okay um is how close is uh eloise to me right now eloise you're close enough not to have to make a stealth check and also not close enough to really hear exactly what's going on so i'd say probably like uh if the if the door into the office is sort of set into the wall i think that you're at the wall that is jutting out beside of it so sort of like 10 feet from the okay. door probably hebos oh this is so cool all right i'm gonna try hebos is gonna try i'm gonna try to like send eloise a message through the mind really and i'm gonna he wants to say like just like professors inside be careful okay give me another wisdom check with disadvantage okay Oh no, this could go so bad. I think this, I, I think this is a plus two. Stuff. 19 for your first one. Uh, 13? Okay, okay, okay. 13. Okay, who okay. yeah. okay. really okay. kind of these And lessons. then roll me a, a. Give me a wild magic surge as well. DC 1. Is that just a, that's so, a D10, right? D20. D20. Oh. 18. So Andrew. keep track of this, Hebos. Your DC goes up to 2 now for wild magic surge. Um, Eloise, you get very faintly, you hear Hebos. It's unmistakably Hebos. And what was the message? Professors inside, be careful. You hear professors careful. <laughs> Eloise goes, who the hell is now, professor? Eloise was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say... What is the sensation of her receiving this? Like, how does it feel in her brain oh, to receive can I, this? Can I, can I flavor this? How do Heb? you think? Yeah. Um, the way Heb hears things is like leaves, like rustling. So I feel like maybe it's like a similar kind of effect, like a little wind, little little, little echoey. I honestly think that Eloise would scream because she's already on edge. So then, for something like that that has never happened to her before to happen right when she's about to do something risky. Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Great. So that's a five. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. All of a sudden, the door to Professor Lovegood's office flies open, and three professors come out, Professor Lovegood, Professor Lupin, and Professor Longbottom, all come out to check and see what's going on and they see you and professor lovegood is like eloise what are you doing here it's it's past curfew shouldn't you be in bed just kind of thoughtfully but like also like a little bit frazzled um you can make an insight check if you want to try and see anything else but yeah so so i can make an insight check before i respond yeah, yeah. I would like to make an insight check. Is she the only one that came out, or did the other two come no, out? No, well? all three. All three of them did. I want to do an insight check on Longbottom and Lupin. Um, hmm. So that's a three with a nat one. <laughs> so that's a nat one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you... Lupin, is just, Lupin just looks really good right now. <laughs> I'm just too distracted by how hot he is. 
It's like you could tell so, he was about to go to bed, like his hair's a little ruffled, you know? Yeah, what I'm gonna here's here's what here's what I think happens. And you can you can help me narrate this if you want, um, Eloise. I think you get you know the like sax like like when you like pan up from the feet and then like up the body to the yeah face. like the like, like the music that like, they play when they show the leg lamp in a Christmas story that's what I'm imagining yeah on Lupin something for you to compose around yeah fuck yeah. I so so you get that sort of pan up moment and your face just goes so red and you cannot stop looking at Lupin and Professor Lovegood sort of like snaps at you a little bit not like in a rude way just kind of like a are you like are you okay sort of situation and um and she she's like Eloise is something wrong are you all right? Now I'm going to describe to you what Eloise sees when she sees Lupin, because that's all her attention is focused on. I imagine that she yelps, and they all kind of come skittering out of Lovegood's office. Sorry. Um, not skittering, but you know, the way professors yeah. would, you know, sort of like... So when she sees Lupin, who she did not realize was in there, and he comes out and he's sort of like you know, like, focused and mm-hmm. on edge and alert in a way she hasn't mm-hmm. seen him before. And also it's, like, 10 o'clock, so he's, you know, he's more rumpled mm-hmm. and he just looks more raw than he usually does. She, like, mm-hmm. it's literally all of her One Direction boy band fantasy daydreams, like, oh, God, like combined. So she's just completely not prepared to see him. And she, like, immediately starts worrying about the way she looks, even though she's literally an 11-year-old. But she's got, she's got like that stupid kid crush on her on her teacher, so very much Hermione with Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes, in year two, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Complete. Oh, really? Gilderoy Lockhart, Kenny B. Okay, I think Kenneth Branagh. I think Kenny Gilderoy B is a, Rockhart. Is punk... <laughs> no, Gilderoy Rockhart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did though, because that's funnier than what I said. Gilderoy Rockhart. He's in season like Sigma Chi. Oh my god. This um, is, that oh my god. is what the older kids would call him, I'm sure. I am horrified. Oh, I am yeah? horrified by oh my god. how horny this D&D podcast about 11 year olds um, has become. I am I think, this is sickening. I think now would be the perfect time for Cat to like just completely neglect his duties and just walk out into the hallway like casually. Uh, why don't you give me an animal handling check, Hebos? Hebos is like, no, no, no Cat. Everything is going wrong. <laughs> 17. I think Hebos, you're, I think that Kat is staying by your side, just looking up at you confused, like, okay. when's the signal? Like, what, when am, when am I supposed to go? Just kind of, We take those. Yeah, so the, just to give you a better idea of, like, the situation, uh, Professor Lovegood comes out first, followed by Lupin, followed by Longbottom. Um, none of them are wearing their like cloaks or anything they're wearing like normal clothes um they're still like in professional wear like they haven't like changed into pjs or anything like that but they they've like disrobed yeah love good is just like staring at you like are are you okay eloise 
Are you there? Hi, Professor Lovegood and Professor Longbottom and um, Professor Lupin. Um, yes, sorry, the parfait, parfait, uh, I have a problem with parfait, par, parfait has a problem, a, per, a, a personal problem with parfait, so funny. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I need you to come with me, come, come with me for parfait's problem, parfait has a problem, <laughs> but it's not here, it's, um, it, in the Slytherin common room, and I need your help with parfait, because parfait has a problem, please. You and you left parfait in the southern common room. Uh, why don't you give me a deception check? Oh, can I? Is there anything I can do to give her the help action on this? Or no, no, I didn't think so. Not All right, I, I had to ask. <laughs> it's okay because I got a nineteen. She looks at you so confused, like for a second, and then she's, and then I think just probably realizes that the reason that you're like so nervous is because of parfait and it's like oh eloise i'm so sorry yes um let's go and do that right now boys i'll be right back you can just wait in my office and she follows you towards the slytherin common room and the other two go back into the office cody you do notice uh eloise and professor lovegood headed back towards the slytherin common room Hebos, you notice the three professors come out of the office, but you can't hear what they say. And then you see uh, Professor Lupin and Professor Longbottom head back into the office, and then Lovegood go with uh, Eloise well, uh, back towards the Slytherin Common Room. We gotta finish the mission. Cat <laughs> has to follow I'm, me. Oh yeah, Cat definitely would follow uh, Eloise. Give me another animal handling check. Have, I think have would, yeah, you have better have would, uh, you better make this happen. Seven. Have would be like, cat, go, go. So cat oh looks God. at you. Like, I thought the signal was before. Just, and it's oh just kind of like, just, 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 come on, just, just go. Okay. He starts hey. like he like starts trying to hop. Like he does the thing where cats like get on their hind legs and just like stretch on your leg and kind of scratch scratch a little bit no no, no. and then it's just like like weaving between your legs and trying to give you all sorts of love and attention which is something that he never does but in this moment is for some reason deciding to stupid what what oh god there's still two professors in there what do we do do i just go in there i could hmm I could. Do you think you could get him out of there? Hebba's gonna like think about it. Send him a message. Can you send him a message? I mean, you, like, he's gonna like say like, "Hey, what's up? I'm a big ass snake or whatever." In the hallway, you gotta come out and fight me. Hebba's gonna say, "Uh, I think I've got a better idea." And he's gonna, he's gonna like, he's gonna say, "All right, stay here. Wait until the signal, and when they leave the office." Go in and go out as fast as you can and get ready to run. <laughs> Cody nods and Predator handshakes Hebos. Yep, yep. Okay. Heb is gonna go like so he's gonna walk past the office, like the other side of the hallway, and he's gonna like round a corner, I think. Walk down like the next hallway a little bit and run. I don't know if you'll I don't know how this is gonna work, but he wants to like take his staff up and like just like slam it against the ground and try to make like a crack of thunder happen. 
What what spells do you have at this point? Uh, Is there a spell that you me, could do? Yeah. Let me. That would help you with this. As you're doing this, um, <clears throat> are either of you getting closer to the office again, like within ten feet? Do you think? Uh, Hebos walked like past the office to get to the other side of uh, the hallway. Give me a, a perception check. Okay. Um, I have uh, prestidigitation. If that would like work for like making a loud noise. Yeah, but why don't you? Yeah, why don't you give me a perception check first? Eight. You hear that the. The men inside are, are talking in sort of like hushed whispers, but you can't you can't make out exactly what they're saying. Okay. Um, so you want to try and get them out of there? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna go to the opposite side of the hallway, um, like the other side of the office, um, in relation to Cody. And he's just gonna bang the staff on the ground and try to make it like a like a loud like crack of thunder, like some sort of loud noise with prestidigitation. Uh, give me a wild magic surge, DC two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Right. Yeah. So the two. Well, let me roll. Yeah, Heb is also just gonna take off after he does that. Why don't you roll me? Why don't you roll me intimidation? Ooh. Okay. Well, my charisma is minus two. Thirteen. Not bad. One of them, Professor Longbottom, sort of peeks his head out notices that there's nothing really going on and is like whoever is out there it's past curfew and you need to go back to your back to your common room and then sort of like quickly shuts the door behind him and gets back to his conversation heb is gonna like stick his head out around the corner and i feel like cody is like also doing the same thing (laughs) and heb is just gonna be like (laughs) That didn't work. What do we do? <laughs> I'm like pointing at his like. I don't know. Yes, Andrew and I commu- are silently communicating to like really enhance it. I'm sure that's great for our listeners. Uh, yeah, this is great radio. Send a send <laughs> This a is me- really good radio. Oh, what the- Cody's like mouthing. Use your yeah. Send a message okay, to them. Okay, okay. Heaven's gonna like close his eyes. And he's just gonna like scream inside his head and like try to make them hear it. Give me uh, wisdom with disadvantage first. Okay. Oh no, 12 and then. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Now give me wild magic. Okay. Have doing a lot of magic today. <laughs> Six. DC goes up to four. Four. You got a 12 on your wisdom. I think at this point, Professor Longbottom does actually fully come out of the office and looks around like whoever is trying to play some sort of trick I don't know if it's Peeves is that you speaking in in my head I I heard some sort of whisper like what what is going on I'm I'm a bit busy here so if you could go buzz off that would be great Mm, that didn't work either this guy's an unbothered Chad. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay. I'm gonna tag. Tap. I'm gonna tag you out. Have uh, Cody is going to first. He's gonna scribble something on a piece of paper real quick. Um. Uh, and he's gonna go over as disguised as Penny and politely knock on uh, Luna Lovegood's office door. Okay. Professor Longbottom opens the door, and why don't you give me an insight check? 
Uh, boy, I'm not good. I think my insight's a negative one. I shouldn't even bother to check. Yeah. Um, it's 15. He looks, so he looks down at you and there's a, a sort of mixture of transformation that goes through his eyes. You see first, he's like surprised to see a student there and then is like, oh, but that explains what was just going on, that weirdness. And then was, and is like frustrated for a second. Cause he's like, like, I, I have things to do and like people to talk to. And, and this person is out past curfew. And then he recognizes you and he looks sad. And then he, you, he says, ah, <gasps> uh, uh, Miss Lovegood, do you need Holy your- Holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> Sorry, Do you need I, your mother? I, uh, as Penny, shake my head and, like, I mouth, like, pointing at my throat and I hand him a piece of paper that says, I have a sore throat. I came to get some uh, cough drops from my mom's drawer. Ooh. That's so good. Give me a deception check. That's so good. What a, what a, what a good idea. Plus four. <sighs> Damn it, 13. Actually, I still have a plus three inspiration from the last session. I'm going to use that here to make that a 16. Okay. He looks down at you and squints his eyes and says, Why wouldn't you go to Madame Pomfrey for that? I'm not sure that your mother even has anything in her drawers for this. Damn, these professors are sus as fuck. Kind of like... Guys, I, um, like Cody really adding like rasp, like making it so his voice is like barely audible. Goes like, I, I, uh, I like to flavor. I know my mom has flavored ones. I like them. I, I can't do it <laughs> because my <laughs> voice is actually messed up today. But he's Don't like, hurt yourself. yeah, he says, like, I, uh, I like the ones my mom has in her drawer better. I don't think she has any in her drawer last I checked. I, how would you know? I mean, you're, well, I'm, I, I'm a, her co-worker and we work together f- often for things, so I, I would know. Um, and then he's like, you're welcome to come in and, and check, but uh, just, you know, Professor Lupin and I are <clears throat> trying to get some work done, so... I'll be quick. He follows you in and is watching you closely. Uh, he would watch closely. Yeah, so I think I'm going to like make my way over to the and like start rummaging through drawers. Give me an investigation. It's an 18. So you don't find any cough drops. You're opening drawers. You do see um they're not it's not in any drawers but as you're going sort of behind her desk to look in those those like cabinets and drawers and things um you you see eloise's phone which is unmistakably hers the purple iphone with the clear case and the little one direction quote in there is like sort of on this weird it kind of looks like like my mic stand like a mic stand um with like a uh but it's for a phone and it's just like held up by that and there seems to be some sort of like bubble around it um like some sort of arcane bubble that you it's not solid but it's like there's some sort of magic there you can see it pretty clearly can i try 
super sneaky. Can I try to see if I can grab it? Uh, yeah, you can give me sleight of hand. I'm going to tell you right now that the, the DC is is quite high. <sighs> can you tell me how high? Just or just, it, I, It's just high? It's a, it's a DC 20. Oh, it's Eloise's phone. I got to get her. I got to get her phone back. You've got to get my phone Co- back. Co- Cody Wood. Cody Wood. That's my justification. Oh, that's a 14. So as you go to reach for the phone, Professor Longbottom uh, goes to grab your arm and then, like, thinks better of it, but is like, Miss Lovegood, that that's not for you. That's that's your your mother's working on that. That's not for you to to mess with. In fact, I, you could get hurt by by that by that aura if you even put your hand in there. So you need to stay stay back, please. Get your cough drops and go. It's past curfew. Okay, uh, I'm gonna like keep. I'm gonna like not like you know like kind of like sorry, um, sir. And um, I'm gonna. Is there? Can I like? What would I roll to like act like I'm looking for cough drops, but just trying to see if I can read anything, like just catch a glimpse of anything, like in her drawers or on her desk? Um, I mean, I'll say with your your last investigation check, you would have found a lot of different papers. Uh, it's mostly like financial documents for a Hagrid. You you see a picture on the desk of her with a man that you don't recognize. Yeah, you've never seen you've never seen him before and sh- they're just like standing, they look happy together, uh, just sitting on her desk and then a picture of Penny as a baby. Um, and you would just see a lot of like magical and herb- herbal sort of item, like a lot of herbology stuff because she does a lot of work with magical creatures so there's a lot of stuff for that just you know random sort of teacher things but uh beyond that yeah you don't i don't think you would really see anything okay uh i'm gonna like make a show like i'm just like double checking i'm gonna you know like sigh and like do some sort of weird miming thing like i'm gonna go to palm freeze now thank you for letting me look he kind of looks sadly at you again like with some pity this time and it's like well, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Madam Pomfrey should be able to fix you right up, though. As I leave, I give a courteous wave to um, Mr. Lupin. Lupin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just saw Rowan, like, stop mid-sentence to, like, roll a dice. <laughs> Lupin squints his eyes at you, but doesn't say anything. Oh, he knows. Uh, Cody, as soon as he leaves the office, um, he tries to dart back to the rendezvous point they set. <laughs> Like first, probably back outside Slytherin Common Room, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. But you haven't gotten the signal yet. I guess if that's you want to go back, then that's... You know, I, I could see Cody getting flustered and forgetting that he was supposed to wait. Um, Is there really nothing? I don't think there's anything else I could do. Yeah. Uh, this was a bust. You can go back. I mean, as far as options go, you can go back. You can, like, wait and try and eavesdrop. You- Actually, I want to eavesdrop. That's a great idea. Sorry, I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm gonna hang outside, hang out outside the office. I think first, like when I make sure the coast is clear, I'm gonna turn myself back into Cody just so I don't get Penny into any more trouble because I've kind of learned my lesson a little bit. Let me a uh, stealth check first. Uh, this is not. I don't think this is. Oh, this is. I've. I'm proficient in this. That is a 
dirty 24. That's a dirty 20. That's a 24. Damn! Damn, yep. boy. Yeah, um, why don't you give me perception uh, with advantage? Nine for the first one. That's nat, nat 20 for the Whoa! second one. Rowan, tell me everything now. <laughs> so the big bad. <laughs> so, oh. so the big bad. Um. So for a moment, there's just silence. But that, but then you absolutely can hear this whole conversation. You're close enough. You're like right on the other side of the door. I think you were able to sneak up really close. And they're not too far in. I mean, it's not like a huge office. It's it's not a classroom. It's it's a little office. So you sneak in and you like sneak right up to the door and listen in. And after a beat, Professor Lupin is like, well, that was odd. Uh, I'm going to use first names from here on because it's just easier. Neville responds with a, yeah, I'm not um, entirely sure what that was about. She should have just gone to... Madame Pomfrey, and he was like, yes, I, um, I have a strange suspicion about what exactly she was doing here. Neville's like, yeah, well, um, there's your potion. I suppose I don't really need to be here anymore. And Lupin is like, no, I mean, she told us both to wait in here. I, you don't, you don't think, and Neville is like, oh no, no, <clears throat> no, 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 I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if I, I don't care. And, uh, Teddy is like, cause I, I mean, like I am not, I'm, I'm, and, and Neville's like, no, 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 I, it's not, no, God, it's not like that. It's, it's not, um, we're just friends. And Teddy's like, hmm. So what do you think about this? phone. Neville is... Neville says I'm not sure, um Luna's not had a chance to really investigate it yet but, I don't know, she seems a bit off and she won't tell me why and this has happened before a rare amount of times where she's off and she won't tell me why and it's it's, it's annoying, to put it bluntly. Uh, and Teddy's like Damn. yes, um I mean, she's she's a bit of an old old one, um, but everybody has their secrets. And he's like, but yeah, I I know. Neville's like, I know that. I I know that. Um, and just seems like flustered and sad, and just like it seems like there is something going on with the orrery. Not really sure what. It has something to do with this phone. Not this one in particular, but phones in general and technology and that sort of thing. But again, really, plants are my thing. I, I'm not really into this whole technomancy stuff or like the cosmology of, of our universe. Like that never really... Flitwick, um, I mean, it was a really interesting speech when I was in school, but didn't really make any sense to me. And Teddy's like, it's just, yes, I, 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 it's fine. I'll ask. Well, I'll continue doing my research with Luna. You don't have to, to, to worry about it. But um, if you'd like to, to stay here and, and, and help us, then, then that's, that's fine. And Neville's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm actually, I'm just gonna go. Um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna go home. I just wanted to drop off your potion and make sure that you're, Settled, because I had, I had heard that you were in this um, 
you were in her office and and so I just wanted to deliver that and I'll be out of your hair and Teddy's like all right um I really I hope you know it's it's it really is I we're just we're trying to figure this out and Neville's like I I I know and I don't care and he turns to leave and you hear footsteps uh, walking. Time, time for me to uh, boogie. Office. Time for so me to you boogie. boogie. Why don't you give me a dexterity saving throw? Oh, no. That's a five. Unfortunately, you are not able to get out of the way in time. You're telling me a five's not going to do it. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Unfortunately, wow. no. This is fucking DM bullshit, fudging rolls. You... Way to railroad me. Jesus, okay. Hey, no, go on. Describe I'm what happens. A goddamn picture like Brennan <laughs> Lee Mulligan. I will send it to you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the boss crits the cleric. Okay. All right, we'll talk about that later, Andrew. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, you do not um, get up fast enough. I think maybe you've been like crouching like kids do and it's like taking your legs a second to like spring back up you like kind of lose your balance a little um and you just get absolutely whacked by the door <laughs> and you, you take two damage that i am just absolutely fudging you take okay. two damage that's fine that's smacked funny. in the nose as professor neville longbottom walks out and sees yet another student out past curfew oh god damn and it and it's like ow why is this? Why does this keep? Oh, oh my goodness, Mister Calloway! I don't want to have to give you detention. You then don't, please. I was just. And then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to help my friend Penny. She has a sore throat. I thought I would like come by and see if Luna had any cough drops in her. Miss Lovegood has gone to Madame Pomfrey for her sore throat. Professor Lovegood does not have any cough drops, and I'm fine. And then he walks away past you, and you hear a voice from inside the office call Mr. Calloway. Oh, th- that was the perfect time for Hebos to fuck everything up. All right, so he's going to walk around oh. the corner, and he's just going to be like, 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 stomp around the corner. And he's going to be like, oh, like, and I'm like, try to like be in on it. He's going to be like, ah, oh, hey, Cody, ready to get to work on that homework assignment? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Professor Longbottom just, like, briskly walks past you, sort of like how, like, Snape does, right? Like, with his, like, he doesn't have, uh, like, his robes on, he just has normal clothes on, so you, you don't, you don't get the same drama, but it, it has that same feeling of, like, there's wind when he passes, he's like, <laughs> um, and you hear, you also hear a voice from the inside of, uh, Professor Lovegood's office say, Mr. Remington, you better come to... Okay, yeah, uh, Cody, Cody walks in. Hebos will also, like, he just, he, he doesn't walk in, he kind of lumbers, he lumbers in. Alright, so yeah, at this point we're gonna cut over to Louise, to Louise, to Eloise and Professor Lovegood, unless they're in common room. You are there, and so is your duck, Parfait. Parfait, give me an animal handling check. Parfait and I got that bond. Parfait is hamming it up. Parfait is laying on his side, like on his wing, just with one leg in the air and one wing in the air. And is like 
<laughs> just like, if it were even possible, there would be a single tear just rolling down his, his eye, his little duck cheek. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, he was hamming it up. Um, <laughs> and Professor Lovegood is like, oh my goodness, this poor little thing. I'm not sure what's going on. Let's have a look. And she's going to roll medicine. So she can't really tell what's going on. And so decides to just like, she just casts uh, some, you know, cure wounds, healing word, that sort of thing. And Parfait, not having ever been hurt or sick, springs up like a squirrel on coffee. And is just kind of like now like waddling very quickly around the room. Like, like will not stop quacking. And um, Professor Lovegood is like, well, that seemed to do the trick. Um, I uh, better be get get wait, back to. Uh, wait, can you walk me through what you just did in case it happens again to Parfait? So that in case something happens to Parfait again, so that I don't have to come get you. Because I'm actually very interested in animal care and I would love to uh, learn from you tonight, right now. Why don't you give me a persuasion check? Because I don't think that that's a lie. Really. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a half-truth. Classic half-truth. Gotta love it. You say just a straight persuasion check or with advantage? Okay, that's fine. So with a five, uh, she is like, I really do admire your love for the animals and I am happy to, to have you come and help me at Hagrid's Hut anytime. Um, I really, I have something that I have to get back to, uh, some important conversations I need to have. I, I really, I need to be able to give you your phone back, and the only way I can do that is if I finish my, my research. So, if, if I could just scoot on back and we could, I can, I can explain it to you another day, um, that would be wonderful. How far is, like, the, how long is the walk from her office to the Slytherin common room? How long does it take? It's like a, like a five minute walk. Okay. I think you've um, bought enough time for us. Shit. I mean, we're, we're caught as is, you know, we're, <laughs> the gig's up. Yeah. I mean, she's walking out at this point. Fuck. Okay, well, I'm going to follow her. She's like, well, um, good night, Eloise. I, uh, uh, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I'm glad to have been able to, to help Little Parfait and let me know how she's doing in the morning. No, I just, um, why don't I walk you back? to your office because how was your day i'm sure none of your students ever ask you that um well it it was fine but i really need to be getting back to the meeting now and it's past curfew for you so you you should stay here parfait's fine and um and i i'll be fine as well she walks out of the room cat is in the room with me right or no did he not end up coming no no. no. Oh, no. Cat is still with him. Cat is being a little bitch. Our first Fucking mission damn it. as um, a trio went really well, I think. Catastrophic success. <laughs> I'm going to give her a minute, and then I'm going to stay out of the common room and, like, sneak behind her just to see what she does, but keep, like, a good distance between us. As you do that, give me a perception check. Another 18. Um, so as you walk out, you see a small, very small, um, little garden snake um, slithers toward you and starts to crawl up your leg. 
and you hear it say, Eloise, Professor Lupin would like to see you in his office. What? That was not meant to be sexual, okay? It's a snake. Snakes hiss. No, I wasn't. I was just- Everything's fine. This is not a problem. <laughs> Eloise, she hears this, this snake tell her that Lupin is requesting a meeting and immediately does not give a shit about her phone anymore. Like, straight to Lupin's office. Oh my god, not his office. I'm sorry. Professor Lovegood's office. Okay, then to Lovegood's office. She gives up on trying to sneak and starts briskly walking. So you catch up with Professor Lovegood. She's like, I thought I told you. And then she sees the snake on, at this point on, like, your shoulder. And she's like, oh, Jiminy Cricket. All right, let's see what's going on here. And you both walk back to Professor Lovegood's office where you see Cody and Hebos and Kat and Professor Lupin are all waiting for you. (laughs) And Professor Lovegood walks in and she's like, didn't I just have all three of you not that long ago in detention? Is this is this becoming a regular thing? Are you going to be joining me more often? Heb is going to be. Heb is going to choke. I think we came to the conclusion that I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> this, you're right. You're she right. She says, it's, "Will you be joining me more often?" And Heb just goes. Just <coughs> <laughs> 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 <It> pukes. <laughs> it's that thing from Incredibles two where Violet's taking a drink and it like yeah. comes out of her nose and her eyes and turns different. He's like sipping on pumpkin juice. Cody is like arms crossed full on. I'm waiting for my attorney to be present mode. That's hilarious. Um, Cody, why don't you give me an animal handling check? (laughs) Oh, please. Like Dale show up covered in raccoon or in unicorn blood. I would love nothing more. I have seen all. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, Jesus Christ. That is a 12. Why don't you roll with advantage since he's your familiar? Uh, that's a, okay, so 12 is my best one. So even with a 12, you hear just like a... <laughs> as if as if he's coming from far away, you just hear a... And then Dale just bolts into the office and starts scrambling all over the place, just like knocking over like... Papers and herbs oh and like plants and things. Oh it was like, Meow! Cody's like um, clicking his tongue. He's going, Hey, heal, heal. He does not heal, but with a 12, I will say that he is wearing a tiny little vest. What? And then he, after he like gets all of his energy out, he like scrambles up to your lap and, um, he doesn't, he doesn't have a briefcase, so he's like, I'm not going to go that far. But he, like, sort of stands on his hind legs um, in his little vest and looks like he's ready to defend you in a court of law. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're, this is, we're stealing Nad Pod's bit, but I don't I care. I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Sorry, Murph. Don't yeah, add me. <laughs> don't add um, You know, I'm, I'm, he's going to let the adults make the first move here. Mm-hmm. So... Professor Lupin turns to Professor Lovegood and says, It seems to me that these three were trying to get Eloise's phone back tonight. Um, That's just, I don't know what you're talking you about. Can't, you can't prove anything. I, I, I don't. I, I came here. 
because my friend Penny needed a cough drop. You're lying. No. Um, you disguised yourself as Penny, abusing the power that I have been giving you to Tilijin, and tried to unsuccessfully take the phone. You were caught by us, and then you turned back into Cody and tried one more time. Unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, I raised my hand, like looking at Luna. Yes, Mr. Calloway. Do you think you could uh, cast a zone of truth on him? Because he just, I don't, I don't know, he just keeps lying. <laughs> Give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> I feel like, um, like right now, Heb, Heb is just like kind of nervous. So his like occlumency, I feel like is kind of going haywire. And like, he's just like hearing everybody's Eleven. thoughts like sure. uncontrollably. I also want, I want you all to know that once Lupin said the thing about the gifts that are like, his his spiel that he was giving Cody for the for the shape like that statement that he made. As soon as he said that, Eloise went completely stone faced. I will say that that hearing that from Lupin, who like Cody does kind of like that does like kind of hurt a little bit. It is like, but he is doubling down. On. So with an eleven, uh, the DC was ten on this. I'll just give you that. Um, so Professor Lovegood says. That's not a bad idea, actually. I think I am going to try that and cast Zone of Truth on everyone. Um, unless you want to willingly right. fail, I will need you to make some rolls for me. Um, and tell me whether or not you fail. What's the, um, well, I'll be able to what's see the roll? What is it? It's a wisdom save, right? It's a charisma saving oh, throw. Fuck. And let me, I have to look up her. 13. I'm actually going to say Cody's going to fail this on purpose. Uh, you would have failed anyway. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All three of you fail. Fuck. Uh, let me see if Lupin fails. Not the first time tonight. Zone of truth makes, like, truthful things come forward, right? So, no. So, on on a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each... And I, oh yeah. So, the affected creature is aware of the spell, can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the okay. truth. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Cody would like to say something, unless, Rowan, you want to have some, the teacher say something first. Yeah, I was gonna... Um, Professor Lovegood steps forward and and turns to Eloise, and is like, Eloise, um, I understand why you would want your phone back. I, I do. And I'm really sorry that I had to take it from you, but I, I did ask, and, and you did give it to me willingly, and I told you that after I would... After I finished with my research, I would give it right back to you, so... I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just a little bit confused about why you thought that you had to break curfew and, and come and grab it yourself. Well, based on what happened last week with Nearly Headless Nick, I kind of assumed that you would take my phone, do whatever you needed to do with it, and give it back to me, but not tell me what was wrong with it. Just like nobody told us what was wrong last weekend, just like nobody ever tells me anything. I didn't ask to be at Hogwarts. I didn't ask to be part of this wizarding world. I didn't want you to take my phone. I don't want to be here. And you can give me whatever detention you want to give me. I don't care. That's fine. You can keep my phone forever. Who cares? Right now, I would just prefer to go back to my duck and go to bed. Heb looks at Eloise with new respect. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> well, Cody watches all that and blushes, and then he goes, uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
look, all right, well, we're in a zone of truth, and you don't put as many firecrackers in toilets as I have and not know when you're caught. And so uh, that that's something I did a lot, by the way. That's true. Um, and so I can see that I'm caught. And so I will say that, uh, yes, I did abuse the power that you've been teaching me, Teddy. And I'm sorry that I've disappointed you. That's true. Um, and it's also true that I did sort of trick Neville, uh, Professor Longbottom. So I think it's also true that you should be like a little proud of me in that regard. But while we're in the zone of truth, I would like to get some truth in, like Eloise, I would like to get some truth in response because my whole life adults lie to me to tell me, you know, to try and make things better. And like, you know, my aunt told me that that big building with the fence around it, that was like right next to our home. She told me that was a castle where the prince and princess of Talladega lived. It turns out that was a federal prison, which, you know, I get why she would lie about that. You know, she wanted to keep me safe, but I come to you as an 11 year old child who this time last year was playing Fortnite with my friends and one week ago was almost murdered by a ghost that I think we are owed some honesty about what's going on as well. Heb is, uh, Heb is gonna like, maybe like Lupin was expecting him to say something, but Heb is just gonna like cock his head at him and shrug. <laughs> we all give like a little monologue and Heb goes, yeah, what they say. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you see Professor Lupin and Professor um, Lovegood exchange a look and then both sort of sigh. Professor Lovegood sits down, and so she sits down next to Professor Lupin and says, I'm sorry. Truly, I am. I, um, I remember knowing things at a very young age that other people my age didn't know, and I remember how hard that was. I remember how isolating it felt sometimes to be the only one that knew things. And how isolating it still sometimes is. And so I suppose that I was just trying to protect Zeus. I wasn't trying to intentionally lie about anything. I was just trying to keep you from knowing too much. Because you're so young. But you're right. You were almost killed. You were hurt very badly last week. And you are owed some sort of explanation. For the record. As you know, scary and awful as it was. It is a little cool to, like, be able to say that I almost got killed by a ghost, you know. So, like, I'm not grateful, but I'm also not fully complaining either. Hep is going to nod along and he's going to say, badass. (laughs) Eloise is going to turn and look at the both of them with a look that just says, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) Boys will be boys. While we're in a zone of truth, these two, I think you you two are really cool. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's crying, choking up. Hab is just inexplicably going to say, I've never seen anybody so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Luna, go and forget. Do us a favor and forget the last 30 seconds and you just go on. I'm quitting. When she's just when she's just said that she's worried about 
you because your children and then you like, both start crying. <laughs> we both just start blurting out all of our emotions at once. Oh my god. Cody and the Zone of Truth is like the, those people that like when they get really drunk, they're like, you guys are the best fucking friends ever. I don't deserve you. That's me when I'm sober. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just depressed. Professor Lupin chimes up here uh, and says, this is not all on Professor Lovegood. Um, and Cody, just for the record, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm actually quite impressed. I wouldn't recommend that you try and trick your professors again, especially me. And he gives you a little bit of a, a smirk. Oh, Teddy. But I, and I would also suggest that you try to make sure that you're using your gifts and your talents for what you believe is right. And I do think that in this instance, you were doing what you thought was right. You do deserve to have more information, although I hope that you will forgive us. We will not be able to share everything that we know. There are some things that are too much for the children to handle, and you need to just trust that the adults are on the case. I, I look to the other two. Have nods. I don't... Eloise isn't satisfied with that answer, but she doesn't say anything. She just continues to stare at Lupin. After a beat... Professor Lovegood says, because of where I'm from and the nature of my magic, I am particularly sensitive to certain kinds of new magic, especially magic that is incredibly powerful. I've noticed that over the, the past years, as we have allowed more and more technology into the school, there have been more and more magical power surges that I have felt. And these feelings are not pleasant for me. And so I have been trying to figure out why they are happening exactly. I do believe that the ghosts have something to do with it. I'm not able to figure out exactly what, but that is the research that we are doing, is magical research on different technologies, Yours, your phone, Eloise, because it was present with you during the fight against Nearly Headless Nick last week. I wanted to look through it because it has a very potent, high sort of magical energy. And at the Quidditch pitch was, uh, well, to put it quite frankly, was, was quite painful for me. So I was a bit short with you, and I apologize for that. I'm trying to do research for... My own benefit, as well as for the benefit of our school and for the rest of the magical world, as we progress and technology becomes an important part of the, the magical world's lives, um, I am just trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm not sure that I really know much more than you do at this point. Do you have any questions? Is the Ministry not concerned with this? At this point, Ministry members, higher-ranking officials have been notified but not the ministry at large, because we don't want to cause any sort of fear that would cause us to backtrack on the progress that we've made into the modern world. It's not that the ministry is not worried about this, it's that the ministry is trying to, trying its best to keep a very precarious balance going, that I'm afraid you as children are just, and I hate to say it, you are just a bit too young to quite understand the complexity of 
But you will learn, you will. And and I'm happy to help you learn, but in due time. Too much information at once can be overwhelming and isolating, as I said before. Are you going to tell our parents that we broke the rules again? She looks at Teddy again. And Professor Lupin says, Not this time. But another infraction like this. And I will have to say something to your to your parents. Um, but in exchange, I must ask that all of you... And he pointedly looks at Hebos. <laughs> do begin, if you haven't already, to attend the extracurricular lessons. Especially if you are wanting to know the information that we know. He, um, uh, Heb is going to like look down and he's going to say, if you can make the voices stop, I'll go. Oh my God. Cody says out loud, that is, I'm incredibly sad. That was really upsetting to me to hear that. I'm going to be honest. That was <laughs> incredibly sorry. upsetting for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Full disclosure, was, I, I know I'm that. not handling this well. <laughs> <laughs> Cody says that out loud. Just zone it. Like, sorry, I know zone of truth. I don't mean to make it about me, but good Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I do have a question. If we're done with all the heavy stuff. Is this your snake, Professor Lupin? <clears throat> no. Um, I uh, borrowed it from... Uh, from... And she, he just, like, nods his head at Professor Lovegood. And Luna is like, it's my snake. And I would thank you, Professor Lupin, to not use her without my permission. And he just kind of, like, uh, looks at the floor sheepishly. Keep in mind that there's, like, a 10-year age gap. Uh, yeah. Them. Like, oh, yeah. Or, like, wow. more. Like, more than that. Like, there, yeah. There's a huge oh, age yeah. gap. It's so like, he, he it's just, like, like, looks down. She, he's just, like... Yeah. What? Like it's like sixteen or seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh Professor Lupin says Alright, now go get some rest. Focus on your studies over the next few weeks. Um We'll have a few more lessons before the end of the semester, but I encourage you to really focus on your final exams. And dismisses you. Okay. And Professor Lovegood, you hear her uh, as you're leaving the office, you hear her like did you just dismiss them from my office? Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you close the door behind you. Um, when we're out in the hallway, I want to whisper. I want to go to Elwes. I want. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get your phone back. By the way, I figured it's fine. Yeah, I don't I was think. Making sure. Did yeah. Oh, let me ask. Did any part of the plan go successfully? Neville totally bought it. Hab is just gonna glare at Cat. <laughs> I would like you both to know that I did my part very well. No, you did. And I tried my best, Eloise, but I wasn't prepared to have to like, I, 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 look, you missed it. I had this whole like lie where like, I was like pretending to be Penny and I'm like, oh, I can't talk. I got a sore throat. I came here to my mom's office to look for cough drops. And again, I can't stress this enough. Neville bought it. And, like, I'm pretty sure him and Luna, I overheard, I think him and Luna have some history. As intrigued as I am about that, I'm tired. And I have a duck that I need to attend to. And I cannot stress enough that if the three of us are going to continue working together in the future, 
you two need to get it together. <laughs> do we do we have a deal? Heaven's gonna like kind of look <laughs> off to the side and he's gonna kind of smile a little bit. And he's gonna say, "I don't much care that it didn't work out because I had fun." Yes, I'm glad we all had fun. Cody starts but we crying. Still got now I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bed. I will see you in the Great Hall tomorrow morning. All right. If you two can make it there in one piece. No promises. <laughs> so I think that the probably sometime in the week of finals before people would go home. You're all sitting at breakfast when the owls traditionally arrive, but it's not just owls anymore, you know, it's it's all sorts of animals bringing in different postage and things. Um, because even, I just want to, I just want to point this out, that there, there are absolutely animals that just help you out by, like, going to Hogsmeade to the post office to, like, grab your letter and just, like, come scurrying back with it. Mm-hmm. It's still not a perfect system, but it's better than just birds. Yeah. You So three beautiful, giant, snowy owls descend, and one lands at Eloise's plate, one at Cody's, and one at Hebos's. And you've each received this. And Eloise, it feels to you probably, like, unnecessary. Like, why? Why, really? Uh, you each receive this ornate, beautiful, uh, what's the word? The, the like, melted, the wax seal. Oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah. The, like, oh. gorgeous handwriting, each of your names. This, this letter. Do you open it? Uh, yeah. Heb opens it, and he also feeds the owl a couple, like, pecan nuts or something. Oh, oh that's nice. Cody has to hold Dale back because Dale starts to try sparring with the owl. For sure. <laughs> she's going to open it, but she's going to say, I mean, honestly, do they have to send an invitation to their own daughter? They know I'm going to be there. I live in the house with them. So you open up the letter, the letters, and it says, <clears throat> You have been invited <laughs> to the Shorewell Christmas Gala to be held on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2025. I do hope that you will be in attendance. Please request your any dietary needs or restrictions in the card below, as well as your RSVP, due by December 21st at the latest. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. Oh, wait, fuck, what's your dad's name? Lucian. Oh, that's right. Ta-ta for now, Lucian Shorewell. I think Eloise is going to gather both of them outside the dining hall once breakfast is over. And she's going to say, please, for the love of God, tell me you both have suits. And that's where we're going to end our session. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode seven of Roleplay, Up to No Good, part of year one in the Spark of Adama, an all new original adventure set in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So sorry about the late release this week. In short, COVID sucks, get vaccinated, and wear a mask. Roleplay is DM'd by me, Rowan O'Connor, and features Andrew Len as Hebos Remington, Rachel Johnson as Eloise Ann Shorewell, and Kellen Cremines as Cody Calloway. 
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our social media account at RoleplayPod on Instagram to get updates and other bits about the show. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review or tell someone else about the show. It's not much, but it goes a long way in helping us grow in this early stage of the show's development. Thanks again for listening. Our next episode will be released on February 11th. Until then, remember, trans rights are human rights and J.K. Rowling can eat my shorts. Take care, and we'll see you all soon. I also, can I open this can real quick? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Grip and rip it. Grip and rip it. Okay. Yeah! Fuck yeah, dude! Now I just want a beer! This is Ingolo. A fun fact for the folks at home, French Coke is just cocaine. <laughs> this is correct. I have a crippling addiction now. Also, <laughs> you open it. Thank you, McCrum. We, we see Rachel just pour a bunch of powder out of the can and like Tony Montana. She's like, you gotta oh, open this can good. real quick. Oh, God. This whole country is a pussy just waiting to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. That's a quote.